Welcome, welcome to another episode of Talking with Kevin and Son. Today we're minus her son because I'm actually recording on an off day that my son cannot participate. And this is another episode that I'm going solo with people you should know. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions, a division of 10 United and the Podcast Network. Through the power of story, our mission is to uplift, inspire, share stories and experiences of perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope, helping other people every day. This episode is brought to you by Sam Sarah Gear, a brand that was created by a father that had a daughter who died from an eating disorder. Fashions designed by love, fashions that will knock you out. So I, I want to say this, and my, normally my introductions for um, our shows are a little bit short because I want to get to the meat of the pie. So for those of you um, that are listening, that are driving home, that are just pulled into Starbucks to get your morning cup of uh, Java, for those of you that are sitting in the parking lot contemplating if I should go to work today or is this the day that my dream is going to start and I should turn around and go home and work on my dream. Or those of you that are sitting there trying to multitask, you know, COVID hit us hard. So some of us are doing uh, twice the work that we've done before and you're listening and this is going to be a pleasant distraction or it's going to be a great education um, for us today. So today's show topic is something that to some of us will seem controversial. For some of us, it will seem necessary. And for a lot of us, it will be a conversation that we had not had that we should consider. Today's guest, I'm bringing to you what I think someone calls you the security lady, Miss Candace per um, Perry. She is the security lady. She is the CEO of Security Lady. Um, let me say this. I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about your, your, your company. My company is based on helping people to gain confidence by using some of the latest technology as it relates to personal protection, home business security, and overall total life wellness to enhance the quality of life of everyone involved. And that is basically, the, in a nutshell, what the security lady does, using personal protection products, tools, education to help people get a better quality of life. And for those of you that are watching, the other good looking person next to me is Mr. Phil Hill. Uh, unfortunately, we, we have two wheelers that seem not to get along by, by brands. He rides a, um, I think he called a fat boy Harley motorcycle and I ride a Suzuki Boss 109. And we talked about which one is, um, has one up on each other, but um, that's, not, <laughs> that's not the reason why Phil's pointing to himself. He's pointing to himself because he's acknowledging the fact that he is an Amazon influencer. Um, he has a security integration company for over 17 years. And Phil, if you don't mind, before we get into this, because um, this conversation started between you and I, tell us a little bit about yourself, Phil. Well, good, uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on when you're listening. My name is Phil Hill, and I am simply a 40-year security expert, particularly in electronic security, smart home, smart tech, and everything safety and security-wise. I operate by day and uh, uh, 24 hours a day, um, an electronic security integration company in the Midwest, where we protect people, places, and things, both commercial and residential. But also we uh, provide an expert opinion and thoughts around the shopper, the DIY shopper, do-it-yourself shopper, 
particularly on the Amazon platform, but also in Instagram and on Facebook. So for those that would like to install their own security devices that are do-it-yourself, we're here to help you make that decision by offering you thoughts or ideas on how to design a system to what way may work best for you and to find good quality products and good reputable companies to work with. And so that's my space on the Amazon Live platform where we're at, where you can find me at www.philhill.live. And, and he, he, he ended up giving the end of the show ahead of time. And I, I will give you that information again. But this conversation, the reason why we're having it, we're going to talk about um, the benefits and how we should secure our homes. But the original conversation came up because I was trying to figure out a way in order to promote Phil's business. And then when he told me about Candy, um, the news came on. And the news came on and there was another young man inside of Philadelphia that life was taken way too soon. And with the current platform that I have and promoting my book, uh, Indispensable Games of X's and O's, one of the things I talk about is in each chapter is about the choices and how the choices we make have an influence on our character. It either supports it or destroys it, has an influence on our career, it either builds it or leaves us stagnant or has an issue on our personal life. It either enhances it and allows you to, to have a life that you dream of, or it supports your current existence, which nothing ever changed. And in order for any to be, anything to be improved, it has to be changed. So where the controversy is with security and the conversation I had with Phil, I'm going to give you some numbers. In Philadelphia this year, in 2021, the murder rate or the homicide rate is up 38%, 265 um, homicides today. In New York City, it's 505, 505 homicides, an increase by 46%. Los Angeles, California, an increase of 40%, 350. In my hometown, Dayton, Ohio, when I was growing up, was called the murder capital of the world. They increase, and I'm not even gonna bother giving you the numbers, of 52%. When I presented this conversation of this podcast coming up, I got a lot of put pushbacks, which I understand. And some of these questions were my own. When I talked to Phil about, you know, how do we change the narrative in these neighborhoods? And I said, we first, with anything, you have to identify the problem. We have a lot of young people in these areas that don't have hope. We don't have resources in order to support them, to educate them, to direct them, that gives them any other opportunity other than the opportunity they, they see during the course of the day is their hustle. But when you're watching the six o'clock news and you see a, a young man point a weapon at another human being and his life is ended within seconds, and I always say life happens in seconds, and then that um, perpetrator runs free because we live in communities that were too afraid in order to, to step up because of retaliation or we're too afraid if we step up, the system that is designed to protect us works against us and the perpetrators go free. And at some point, in order for anything to change, there has to be an action that will help to change. And I know, Phil, we talked about um, conversations where there were cities that was implemented with some of the products that you use that have reduced crime 
And again, for my listeners, I am not saying that I, I'm a expert. I'm not taking a position of an expert. We are sharing knowledge from factual information, not something that we personally believe. Now, if I go back to personal beliefs, I will tell you, me as a person of color, the system has not worked in my favor. I have forced the hand of the system to give me the life that I've provided. But many people that look like me, that's the black and brown community. And I'm hoping for my guests and my listeners that are not of the same ethnic background that I am and that are in a position to make a difference, especially on the local level. The only way change happens is communities get involved and we vote for people on our local level that implement these changes. So we don't have these conversations that we're gonna have today based on the fact that we think by employing a system that will identify these individuals will also incriminate the people that are uh, helping law enforcement officers. And with that uh, in mind, Philip, Candace, Candy, I know I've dumped a lot on you. We've had this conversation. Tell me your take on the benefits of having security systems in urban homes. Tell me the difference between having a security system, the conversation and what conversations we should have in areas that are high risk. And the third part of this question is address the concerns of the people that are black and brown. And we know that there's a legal system that incarcerates us at a much faster rate, but how do we protect our young producers, writers, heroes, managers, by identifying these perpetrators that need to be off the street or educated or rehabilitated? How does this system work? Ladies first, security no, lady. No, by all means, Kevin just said a, a whole, just a whole lot. The, as far as the security systems, Phil, I'm gonna just kind of piggyback off of you on that once you start talking about that. As far as the individuals, even with security systems, a system starts with an individual. Systems just don't grow up out of the ground and just all of a sudden pop up and there's a system. It usually comes as a result of the actions of people or the results of the lack of action of people. Just like, I, I'm gonna take this example of a stop sign. Stop signs usually only are put up in places that there was actually a critical accident or something actually happened. And then all of a sudden they need to put up a stop sign. When police go into an area full force, they usually go into that area after the situation has already happened and to go in there and either show force and hopefully it won't happen again, or just simply to make presence known and among other factors. When we deal with the, the community and crime, and I've, I've dealt with this for over 25 years in different, in different aspects, it, in my experience, much of it has started with the, the individuals in that area who sometimes, not all the time, so I'm not making a blanket, blanket statement of everybody all the time in every situation. In, in many situations in high crime areas, you have people who, like what you said, for whatever reason, they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk until something happens to one of their own, meaning they're a family member. Then you want to do something, you want to go out and you want to picket, you want to go out and you want to stand in front of the police department and you want to go out and you want to start a whole neighborhood organization. But what about the small things that we see as individuals starting with you right now? What have you done personally taking action 
to stop some of the things that you actually want stopped or to get to the quality of life. If the person is in their house and they're simply looking out the window every day and seeing the crime and going saying, yeah, we see crime every day. This is happening every day, but you haven't done anything to get out there and, and try for whatever reason, then looking at your own personal system of what you are or, or not doing. And if what you're doing is not working, if it's not helping, then something needs to change. So many of us, we are out here in our neighborhood and we'll see something as small, as small as a child going to the bus stop every day by himself with his head down. And the only thing we'll do is talk to other people about the child walking to the bus stop every day with his head down. Where are his parents? Where are his grandparents? Where's the mother? What's going on? Wait a minute. What have you done? Did, did you maybe go, this is a child who is non-threatening to you in any way, shape or form. What have you done the entire year to go out and say, baby, how are you? Baby, do you need an extra book bag? You saw his book bag was all torn up. You didn't do anything. All these places that are giving away free book bags, dime a dozen. And you didn't take it upon yourself to maybe go get this one child in your neighborhood that you see every single, every single day, a book bag. You know, he doesn't have gloves. He doesn't have those small changes. And we see, um, we see pastors all the time. I've been a part of these groups with, with lots and lots of pastors that talk, we need to go into this neighborhood and we need to put up trees and we need to change this and we need to bring food and we need to get social programs over here and maybe get a basketball team. Hey, what, what did you do in your neighborhood? When's the last time that you talked to the children? Who are the children in your neighborhood that need help? Who's the mother that's getting her brains beat out every single, every single night? that's still holding her head up high as a woman of color and going to work every day, having, having bruises all through the back of her head, slashes all through her back. Let, but, let, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Let, let me also, for my listeners to let you know, when I, when I say I'm personally not an expert, my guest, Ms. Candy Perry, with an I instead of a Y, has, I think, 25 years in law enforcement, so the conversation she's having, she's having a conversation based on uh, experience. And when I talk about the way that I, I grew up, and I'm a little older than both of my guests, you know, we had a human ring system, which was called a neighborhood watch program. And our neighborhood watch program was, we're going to watch you until your parents got home. In the event that you did something in your neighborhood, your parents knew about it. And the enforcement of the law in the neighborhood happened a long time before your parents got, got home. But because we're, we live in such a litigious society right now, our neighbors don't get involved anymore. So when I look at the fact that the six o'clock news, we cannot identify someone. And I know I have, and I hope I can say this on, on air, the ring system on my house. I don't live in a neighborhood that puts me at high risk. I live in a society that puts me at high risk. But my ring system is to make sure that UPS driver drops my package off at my door instead of at my driveway where it could be picked up by someone just driving by and says a good idea. It's not like anyone claimed it. But when we would go back to this situation, we always react afterwards. The door has been broken in. Someone has taken a child off the street, which I personally witnessed in, in the city of New York in broad day, daylight when a light changed, a van pulled up, two people jumped out, grabbed the child from his mother, and every witness had a different story of what they saw. In the event that there had been a camera on that street sign, that child would have been located because the uh, tags would have been identified, and we have a short window. 
this conversation comes back to when you're securing a home and you walk in, in a suburban home, okay, the conversation you have securing that conversation, the needs of that uh, security um, system is different when you're putting in a security system into a business that's at a high uh, crime uh, area or the residents that are adjacent to the alleys that most of our perpetrators are hiding from because they know where the cameras are at. And the other thing is in the event that this system, and I'll let Philip talk about it because he has some um, firm documentation of other cities that have implemented this. Our biggest fear is that in the event that we help law enforcement, is law enforcement eventually going to turn on us and use our security system or the evidence that's been gathered by that security system to build a case on the residents that are trying to help the police. And I know the narrative has to change. And I will say this, if it had not been for two local cops that knew my community, the position I stand in right now, when I was in the sixth grade and took a knife to my teacher's tire that helped me after, after school for a fight that I had, I would, if I hadn't had a criminal record, I would not have the life that I have right now. But they knew by taking me home to my parents, which I, I think the, the first conversation we need to have when you have a child that's at risk starts with the education he gets at home or the attention he gets at home. If it had not been for those cops knowing that the punishment I got was going to be much, so, much more severe than locking me up and changing the whole trajectory of my, my life, it wouldn't happen. So, Philip, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you to, th to think and put yourself in the position of one of these residents that has a child that has his own little hustle and he's not hurting any, anyone, but we know how hard it is to, to change the financial situation in the system that does not allow us to go outside into neighborhoods because the system has basically forced us because of uh, restrictions in finance, banking institutions or whatever to migrate and populate areas that no one else wants to live in. And we're trying to do better. Philip. Okay, real quick, if you don't mind, before we get too far ahead with, with what you're saying, I, I want to touch on something that you said that I feel like is critical to this conversation about the alleys that you mentioned about the alleys and the high crime neighborhood. I live in one of the highest crime areas of, of our city. I live in places where people were just dying right and left and shooting each other and shooting the police and killing a police officer shot right around the corner from where I live. Two people killed and people found in houses. So I'm talking something that I know when I talk, I'm not just talking from the high up Escalon of law enforcement. I'm also talking from being down here in the roots of, of a neighborhood. And when I got in my in the neighborhood that I stay in, there were no cameras. Nobody had cameras. So, no, somebody had a camera, but it didn't work. The Now we have nine cameras in strategic, strategic places. And it was from me talking to others and others and living what I preach, practicing what I preach on a daily basis. And our neighborhood is a, amazing now. It's amazing. And everybody took one by one by one. But now I mean, when we work together and nobody want to deal with the police over in this neighborhood, they please come. They're like, we ain't talking to the police. And when they found out I was back then, they didn't want to talk to me until they found out that I was a real person. I'm a human. I cry like everybody else. I bleed like everybody else. I have children like everybody else. I have I have issues like everybody else. And getting out here and putting these cameras has made a tremendous difference. The thing with people with cameras, even though we say and a lot of the, the thoughts are, Oh, well, they know that they know where the cameras are. They, some of these guys don't care and they don't think about it when they're committing crimes and where they're doing dirt and doing stuff. They're not the first thing on their mind is not, oh, I better not do this here because there's a camera. 
they're doing what they do and many times even forget about the camera. Just a week ago, two people were running from the police and ran through my yard and looked dead at the camera. Fortunately, and I reported it, you know? And so these things, when people stick together, Kevin, when people stick together, just like what you were talking about when you were a kid and people knew who Johnny was and they knew it was gonna get worse at home. Yes, some parents won't do that to their children, but I have learned over and over and over and statistics will show you this, that when people stick together, it makes a difference. When you refuse to let somebody overrun your yard, starting with your yard and your neighbor and stick together, it works. And people are afraid. Nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to get shot. But tomorrow is not promised to anybody. And you are gonna be the one, if you aren't, if you don't step out and look at this child and help these issues, you're gonna be the one because life is a boomerang effect. <laughs> what you throw out there is going to come back. It may not come back to your 80 years old, but the very time that you close your eyes and what's happening to, to little James down the street is the very thing that's gonna to happen to you or your son or your grandchild. And you're gonna look back and say, I can't believe those people didn't talk. And all of a sudden you're gonna say, oh, wow. I remember when this kid was getting his brain spit out. I remember when Mary's son, they had a, got a bullet put in his head for no reason or when he was doing dirt and I didn't say anything. So these, I, I just had to put that out there with the community because these things work when you stick together like anything. I mean, like anything. Okay, I, I'm done. I'm done. Go, I, go. Are, are, are you sure? I get passionate about are, this stuff. Are, are you sure? If you're yes. not done, Phil, Philip, Philip, go ahead. That's what happens when you say ladies first. <laughs> she, <Hey. laughs> she, she speaks from personal experience and involvement and knowledge, wisdom security lady is on here for a reason because she's lived it she is living it now i feel that i think you heard in my in my share of um who i am the last 40 years i've spent every day trying to protect people places where they live and work and last of all the things that they've worked very hard for um but the most important the people we first try think about ourselves, our goings and comings, but we also think about if we're the man of the house or the woman of the house, we think about our, our significant other, our spouses, and then our children, especially our children. As, until they're old as mine are adults now, but you, you think about that. And then if you have a little extra portion, you would also want to think about your neighbor, love thy neighbor as yourself. I'm talking about care for yourself, your family, and your loved ones and your neighbor, and love them. So we look out for each other, and we try to protect them, and we try to use the tools that have evolved now in basic home security systems to do that, to make sure that whether you live in the fanciest suburbs of America or whether you live where the alleys are crime-ridden, you still need to put up basic protections of, 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 of things that security lady is very, very involved in talks about. And that is the personal awareness, uh, locking doors, looking over your shoulder. Um, and the, the cameras and the alarm systems help you understand the tools that will give you that extra little bit of sense of security, the comfort level to go and come to and from work, to know that your children are going and coming from school 
safely. So you're doing it for yourself, but then you want to extend to your neighbor um, to make sure the neighbor and the neighbor's kids are okay. Now, every now and then you may actually have a bad neighbor. So those tools and your awareness and your vigilance and your standing up for yourself and the good neighbors will help to hopefully deal with the situation of the bad neighbor. But the tools is what we're talking about, the electronics, the technology, and the implementation or how we use those tools is where we're at. If something happens to your UPS box, Kevin, someone steals your package. I think by now with the online shopping and, and, and the pandemic where everyone had to online shop to a certain extent, someone has maybe lost the package or had a package that was damaged because it was handled poorly. For any one of those situations, if you had a video doorbell camera, it could be by one of the three or four or five popular companies that we've all heard about. Um, any one of those would have helped you, after the fact, figure out how the package was damaged or that if someone took it, who took it? The only way that if someone took your package to find out and hopefully stop the next person or for you being a victim again, is to report the situation and show what the person looked like or what they were wearing. And that may help solve that crime so it doesn't happen again and again and again. Again, it could be any brand of security camera or alarm to do this, but, but we, we found the need is that we need these tools to help us solve the situation. Now, the tools are getting so good. They're getting so smart. They're getting so quick time that that video doorbell on the front of your house can essentially catch the package delivery person when they're putting it on your doorstep to push you a text message so fast that you could see it on your phone a thousand miles away at work and answer back to the person through the doorbell that please put the package under the bush or please put the package in the garage or you could say i just saw you drop my package or don't steal my package um we're talking about things now but it could be a case that these tools are helping you make sure that your kids are making it from the bus stop if they ride a bus city bus or yellow bus suburb or city you know that they're getting to home in, in the time you expect them to get home. They're tools for our, our quality of life, our safety, for not only for us, but for our extended community, our neighborhood and beyond. If we use them in the right way, if we work with those that may need to use the tools with us, i.e. law enforcement, um, and measure their performance with these tools with us, I think we can help have better quality neighborhoods, safer neighborhoods, safer places. Um, you'll simply feel safer in your environment. And that's whatever, what makes you feel safe, Kevin, may be different than what makes the security lady Candy feel safe, which may make me, our levels of safety are different. Our levels of how much insurance we buy is different. Our levels of how many cameras we buy are different. But it's what helps you feel comfortable and safe and then some. Candy shared how she was one of the first ones in her neighborhood to buy a real security camera, not the fake dummy camera. And when she began to share with her neighbors 
the why she was doing it and the importance of it, her neighbors began to find that if it helped the security lady, who surely can protect herself, then maybe I need to get one or two on my home to protect and keep a watch for my family. And it became infectious in a good way. Um, so this is a simple way that it starts with one and can build out an unofficial network of good neighbors looking out for each other. Kevin, it takes us back to the olden days of, you know that the neighborhood, the, the village was going to look after you. Yep. They were also going to protect you, but they were going to correct you extra before you actually got home and got that correction that the parents were going to give you because the neighbors shared what you did or what or the good good or bad deeds you did well the the, the the technology helps us do some of the same things now anything can be used for bad mm -hmm. and surely this technology could be used for bad and so Technology moves fast. And so when companies like the video doorbell companies uh, implement solutions and then they offer them to law enforcement and law enforcement oversteps their reach, that's where the neighborhood association or the community okay. association or, or the city officials should request um, a pushback or or request um, uh, um, compliance or accountability in the tools we're working with you with to solve the crime. Because if something happens, if one of our loved ones gets mugged, killed, or some other victimized type of crime, we want answers. We want to know who did it and we want them brought to justice. The only way that you can really solve these problems efficiently and effectively is that you have information. And if you have technology that can provide that, then it's a technology and a tool that I believe we should use for the good. And when it, it may be used for a moment by someone for the wrong, we need to hold them accountable as well. Um, think about this. George Floyd. That was my next, was, I was going there. George Floyd was, was murdered and on the street in front of a, a whole array of people from young to old that sat there and says, why don't do it? This is wrong. Call the police. The police were doing it. But if it weren't for a camera that was kept running on a cell phone by a young lady who says, I have to do this it's important. It may be needed. The world needs to see this. And she posted it. This whole thing could have been totally different. We may not have seen some justice or some resolutions you, or you some. Have, I'm going to interrupt. You have to be yes, honest. Sir. We would not yes, have sir. had justice. I, I will say that. Yes. Um, and, and, and putting that out, out there. So I, I agree with you up until the to the last point, not to debate this, but I, I yes, will sir. say we, you know, for those people that are watching this via YouTube and watching it live, the presence of three educated individuals that happen to be people of color, I want you to un understand for those of us that are different races or ethnicity or different genders, is that when you live in the suburbs, and I'll be the, the, the witness, you know, having a camera in my in, in my neighborhood. 
we have young men that are going to private schools that on the 16th birthday, they get designer cars and they drive around with baseball bats hitting your mailbox. All right. In the event that that happened in a neighborhood of less privileged kids, those same kids will be incarcerated. So mm -hmm. the, the conversations and uh, identifying those with, with the cameras, you know, it falls back on the parents and in different neighborhoods, it falls on the authorities. The key thing that we need to, to understand is that none of us, no matter where you live, no matter what skin color you are, are immune. You know, the nice thing about having video proof, and especially if you get the support of the community or your local officials and people that are active, even when you have video proof, there are slick lawyers that can defend a case and make you believe what you just saw is not truth or the fact, hence the George Floyd um, de defense itself. But I also cannot stress the fact is that we, we have situations even with neighbors. You know, I had a neighbor that constantly when my garage door was open that came over and borrowed tools and thought it was okay. And then when I went to claim it, swore up and down that they were his and he had made the purchase, you know? Sure. Thank God I had the video proof to say, well, mm. you know, you're, you're not shopping at the designer depot store, you're shopping at my garage and that becomes, small things turn into big things and a lot yes. of times small things don't need to be big things. You know, mm -hmm. the same way that, you know, I, I shared the experience of me taking a knife to a teacher's tire for holding me up, community and um, having law enforcement that are on our side because I have not had great history with law enforcement, even though I have not convicted the crime. Even with this last New Year's Eve, I was pulled over after following a cop and pulled over. And this cop has pulled me over in my community three times. Doesn't make a difference what I'm driving or where I'm going for the simple fact, I happen to be one of those people that he suspects that sooner or later he's gonna catch me wrong. We have those individuals that are wearing the uniforms and I'm hoping that with the current environment, those change. Now, the other thing is too, is that we do need some sort of protection because every now and then things happen. And I'm gonna ask you if I'm on a budget and this conversation happens to hit home, no matter what neighborhood I live in, I need one of you to tell me where do I start and how do I spend my money and give me some idea of what, which is the best interest and exit uh, in my home, how do I protect my home? And I already know you're gonna tell me to cut down some of the hedges in front of my front window. Yes, I, um, I, I have heard the security lady talk about that personal space, whether you're walking down the street or whether you're in your home or whether you're traveling at, uh, on vacation, which a lot of people are doing now and so forth. I'd love for her to share on that, but the technology wise, and she, she knows that too, that is um, the video doorbell is one of the best tools for, for the individual to be able to know what's happening around their home while they're in the home and away or at work. And for as little as $59, um, there are multiple brands that you can purchase both in the big box stores, do it yourself, or on the big online stores, do it yourself. Very simple, friendly instructions that um, just anyone can put in, or you find that handyman person in your family to help you with a few wires on a doorbell. And if you don't wanna do wires, you could do the battery operated one and just charge the battery every few months. But it syncs in with your Wi-Fi and it, 
it pops up on your phone. It is simple, simple. And then from there, you can build into more cameras on other blind spots in your home. Again, just as simple as you put that doorbell on for another 59 to maybe $100. Or um, and an alarm system that protects the doors uh, because doors are a very popular entry point for intrusions and break-ins. For as little as probably $150 to $200, do it yourself. Now, if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, there are professional companies that will install all of this equipment for an added fee to cover their installation charges. And um, as I share, I operate one of those companies that can do just that. But these solutions need to be very simple. So that simple and that you will use it every day. I don't know if you all ever back in the days and we all relate when microwaves were first created. Um, you buy one with all the bells and whistles, but all you do is warm up food and make popcorn. Eventually, when we bought our second or third microwave down the years, we then bought the one that just met the needs that we wanted and not with all the you know, micro convect and everything else. Mm -hmm. Well, security can be the same way. Uh, a, a salesperson, or you might sell yourself in the aisles of the big box store on the biggest, baddest, whatever, but keep it simple. And if you need to find a little help, find the person that can give you some guidance. Um, a person that you know that already has one that has experienced what it has, has or hasn't done for them and just simply ask them. And if you can't find that, find me over on Amazon. I'm sorry, but uh, no, we'll, that's okay. We'll, we'll help you out. I'm going to give you a chance to. <laughs> Matter of fact, we'll, the the reason why I asked that question because just before we started this recording, there was yes, a uh, commercial that came on, and yeah. basically every individual that broke into someone's home was fully covered in in masks. And as they exited with their TV, one of the guys turned around and looked into the camera and says, "Thank you for the television," and walked off. So, uh, and the guy wow. sits, sits, sitting on the beach and he goes, that's my TV, that's my TV. And so, you know, the whole premise of it was you can identify, you can be notified that someone's breaking into your house, but how do you stop them from leaving with your stuff or leaving with you? Well, there's, there's, there's a famous basketball player that uh, he might say, as you see them on the camera and you open your phone, you tap the button on your phone because most of these cameras, doorbells and likewise have a talkback feature. So you can open a microphone on the camera or doorbell around your home. And in his case, he'd probably say, don't take my stuff, bro. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. And, 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 and you, a person is up to no good and hears this voice that may sound like God to him, and that might change their life forever to say, I'm not breaking in no more houses. Yeah. I'm done with this. They're watching me. But that's funny because that was also part of the camera too. And the whole thing was the security company says you still need to have someone identify fire, local police, ambulance, and so forth. How, yes. how do we tie all that in, in, in together? And is it worth the expense? So, um, if you want the automatic or the regular 24 hour a day, someone that's going to respond to your alarm or if the camera detects movement to look at the camera live and take action, then you're, you're most likely going to need a professionally installed security alarm and or camera system. And there are many, many reputable com companies out there across all the states. Um, 
a good simple tool for you to find a reputable security installation company that will do this and provide that 24 hour service for you would be to um, contact the, in each state, the State Security or Alarm System Association. There you're gonna find those companies that are been vetted and are uh, offering quality secure technicians and staff to do the work for you. But I, I still think that the DIY individual can go to the big box store or go to the online store and buy a product that will simply show them a quick text message if there was movement around their home on the camera in almost real time. That's how good the technology has come. And if the alarm system triggers, it can send you a text message immediately that your alarm system has been triggered. If you have a camera or a doorbell camera connected to it, you can then quickly look to determine that it's not a burglar after all. It's just my child from school or my mom or dad that maybe need a little help these days in their elderly years. I've been there. Trust me, it, it, it's, it's, it's a tool that really helps. It helped me take care of the one I love the most, my king, my dad, who had given me everything in life. But now was my time as his adult son to take care of him until his golden years, until his final days. And these tools helped me manage my dad's comings and goings both alarm and camera wise. So I've drifted into a whole nother thing of elder care and elder care tools. But trust me, if you care and you love for someone, you have tools, simple tools that are available to you to help watch them and the bad guy if he's bad. Otherwise, it's going to watch you and your family and your extended family, mom and dad, whether they're living five minutes from you, two hours from you, or they're right in the home with you these tools can be very helpful for that and very inexpensive. I'm glad you brought that up. And I know, um, Ms. Candy, you, you want to say something, but this is a segue <laughs> right, right into uh, the conversation that originated the, this um, um, backyard conversation that we're having. You know, there are programs that in the event that you cannot afford to have a, a system in play and you're in one of these neighborhoods or one of these communities, be it the uh, inner city, be it the suburbs, be it on farm country. Because one of the things I've listened to, a lot of times if your neighbor has a security system, the neighborhood's better protected. If we got a 360 uh, degree view of what's going on in our neighborhood, because what my camera may miss, your camera may catch. And in the event that, you know, we have juveniles that are misbehaving in the suburbs, which we have, or we have individuals that, you know, don't make it home, which statistics show that, you know, that risk is high, or we have our children that forget the cameras there and just doing things they're not supposed to be, or coming in after curfew. We have, we, we have video proof, okay, that in the event the conversation you're having versus what we've witnessed, and some of our kids are talented enough to make you believe that your eyes are lying to them, and so they <laughs> have those gifts because we're parents. Um, but there are, there's documentation. And I think, Philip, you have some of those reports in some of those cities. If you can just share this with our, our, our guests to talk about those programs, because that's an option. And then we're going to kind of wrap up to saying how, you know, we can reach you um, if you guys are reachable. 
and, um, you know, and give our final takeaways and from there. So I'll, I'll leave it up to both you and Candy to present and uh, knock it out. Go ahead, Candy, Joe. please. No, 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 no. So, um, yes, maybe you can't afford that video doorbell, but um, many of the cities have partnered with um, some of the manufacturers of video doorbells. Um, so that is the, the community organizations, the block groups, the uh, community watch, uh, neighborhood watch groups. Uh, it could come in a variety of ways, but um, if, if you can't figure out which one that might offer a tool of safety, uh, like a video doorbell for free or a discounted rate, or maybe an extra floodlight or um, something like that, you may want to reach your alderwoman or your alderman in your neighborhood or your block committee person or your community neighborhood watch person to ask if there's such a thing. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, there was recent article on one of the news stations, I'm going to think it was TMJ4, and it was about um, a couple of the alder, uh, alder persons in Milwaukee that we're working with the local police departments and uh, the community groups in about 15 different neighborhoods in Milwaukee to help the individual homeowners and apartment dwellers to get a, a video doorbell camera that would allow them to see their loved ones going and coming, to see their packages being delivered, to see their kids um, coming and going, their parents, but also if there were a crime committed within a half a mile of their home, um, the police department could put out on a, on a neighborhood request app to ask if they could see video for that period of time to help solve the crime. And apparently the program has been a great success in the Milwaukee area. So just as I mentioned, Milwaukee, it's uh, been offered and available by uh, some of the manufacturers along with many of the police departments around the country. Um, if a police department is doing a very good job, in my opinion, connecting with the community, it's probably going to happen in conjunction with the community policing arm of that department. That community policing arm of that department is the one that's uh, to be that liaison to work with the community, to build relationships on the ground with the community for their quality of life and their safety. And that department is, should be available in most cities of decent size. And if it's a rural or a suburban area, I believe that department may also fall into, um, it may be a sheriff's department or some other authority, but there'll be some arm of community policing in almost every law enforcement department wherever we live. And so engaging with them for resources that may also be free. Not much different than when the fire departments in cities yearly come around with free smoke detectors. And they'll actually bring a short ladder and put it up on your ceiling for your safety or carbon monoxide detectors for your safety. Now we've drifted into life safety things, which again, most communities have them available and free. And trust me, if, if I had a choice between those smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors versus those cameras and alarm systems, I'm going for those two life safety things because life safety, it's 24 seven, you guys. You never know when a fire or a carbon leak is gonna break out in your home from a furnace or a water heater or something. 
I, I know, Kev, I drifted into a few other things, but yeah. if your home and you're watching me today does not have a basic smoke detector on every floor and a, at least one carbon monoxide detector in your home, you want to protect your and your family's life from that, 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 the, that thing that could victimize you right inside your own home. And, and then beyond the 50 or $60 for the extra things. Um, I know, I know you didn't ask me to come on the show for that, but there are people that no, that's okay. Day you know, that's for, okay. For, for things that not having, you know, the, the smoke and the carbon detectors in their home and then build it out from there. And, and you can get it for free if you just ask sometimes. And, and Miss, Miss Candy Perry with an I, and would you like to add to this? Bill um, basically said it all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bill basically basically said it all. Summed it up for the most part. The when you deal with and God, I could just talk a whole whole another three Let's days. Let's not do that. Subject. We're running long. <laughs> the, um, you mentioned that sometimes should you be concerned about law enforcement and when you give them the the footage, you have to teach your children. You. You have to teach your children to shut their mouths. You have to teach your, your young people to wait until they make a phone call to mommy and daddy because the young people don't know. They don't know the laws, they don't know the rules. And you have a lot of officers that are actually good officers, but the kid is gonna run his mouth and run his mouth and run his mouth until things happen that wouldn't have happened had they had mommy and daddy there. Um, so that's one thing I did wanna to touch on. With the having a tool, you have to, what Phil said, you have to have something, safety. You have to have something, you have to. Even if it's something small, start with some type of personal protection, some type of safety device, some type of camera. There are people giving away cameras every day. I mean, we'll get on, on whatever these things are, Snapchat and Marketplace and all these things on Facebook and every social media to find you know, wigs or hair or fingernail stuff, but we don't think about cameras. People are updating every single day, every hour of every day. So you can always get something that somebody else paid thousands of dollars for, and you can get it for 50 bucks. If you don't have 50 bucks, I'm looking at something like this. This is like a little credit card thing. And that's not a camera, but I got cameras that are smaller than this, that are small and tiny. You pull this baby out. This, this is a for real serious knife. Okay. But we have cameras that if you shut your mouth and don't tell anybody what you got, you can have it all day long and you're catching footage and all down because the average person that gets burglarized, the average, not all, but the average person that gets burglarized is somebody that's been in your house before. Somebody that's talked to you before. Somebody that's had a conversation with you before and you've told them a little bit more than you need to be telling them. And they came back and burglarized you. But when you have a system, even if it's a tiny little itty bitty hidden camera, you get it. You have this out in your yard. I mean, this, this is a for real rock. Okay, I got this rock camera last security six months <laughs> and catch everything that goes. So, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what's this guy? I saw this guy four times this week when I'm not home, when I'm at work. And he just sits and he's kind of looking, but you wouldn't have seen him if you hadn't had a camera. So then, you know, when he's going to come back, like I did the guy a couple of months ago. It's like, hey, why, why, you, why you come looking in my backyard every, like every every other week? I'm looking in the backyard. I'm, hey, here, right here. Isn't this you? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I am so glad that you brought up uh, and showed us some products because that's going to be a whole nother conversation. I just wanted to have the conversation on this. And Miss uh, Candy, I'm going to ask you, and I always ask this of every one of my guests before we wrap up the show, all right? Because everyone walks on and we are always in need of something or something that we want to leave our listeners to. And all of our listeners has, has listed listen to this um, podcast a lot longer than normally scheduled. I'm going to run it as it is. Give me your one big ask and as well as what you want our listeners to take away before I wrap up. My one big ask is that you look at yourself and, and look at what you are doing to make a difference in your community, in your neighborhood, in your area, and in your quality of life that you look at that and if you're not doing something that's making a difference and changing, helping contribute to that quality of life change, then stop whatever you were doing and do something. If you've been doing something, you've beaten the bushes and you're that person that says, but I've been talking, I've done this and I've done that and it's not working, change what you're doing and do something right. else. Get around the people that are going that direction. And, and Philip. How do we contact you? And I'll come back to you, Ms. Candy. I can be reached um, on my DIY social media presence most easily at www.philhill.live. That will take you straight to my Amazon store and my live previous recordings where we talk about all things DIY for alarms, cameras, safety, and smartphone devices. Um, as well as you can chat with me over on Instagram at Phil Hill Knows, also on Facebook at Phil Hill Knows, and on my YouTube channel, there's a chat feature there at Phil Hill Knows. Phil Hill Knows security, but I also know some wonderful people like Candy Perry and Kevin McLemore. All right. And Mrs. Perry, Candy with an I instead of a Y, how does our listeners get in touch with you? Because I know there's going to be some calls and there's going to be some orders place. How did they get in touch with the security lady? They can get in touch with me by the securitylady.com or they can also get in touch for to engage. And I love engagement. Please community engage with me about the issues that I speak about, the products that I speak about at the securitylady.live. And I want to bring up one more thing that I, that I ignored in the opening. You're an also a published author. I'm a big fan of promoting um, authors, tell us about your books and how do we get a copies of your book and where your book's being sold? Titles. and Okay, The King and I, that one is, is kind of private right now. That's going to be released when I redo it. The main book is Forever a Caterpillar. And Forever the Caterpillar was born out of something that happened in fifth grade that kept me captive for 30 years. And eventually I came out of the cocoon. Um, but that if you have a young person that is struggling with self-esteem, if you're an older person and you're something's holding you back, you don't know what it is, you may be a caterpillar that's still in your cocoon. And but how do get we get it, that book? You can get that on at lulu.com. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I'm very familiar with lulu.com. So ladies and gentlemen, all right, I want you to sit back in your seat and I want you to think long and hard. I want you to take the conversation we had out of your head and place it in your heart. All right, we covered some issues that needed to be talked about on social issues, but we've also made, made light of situations that we, we take for granted every single day, all right? No matter where you are on this planet, okay, we are human beings and we are stronger together than we are separate, 
I will tell you on Father's Day, my, my uh, Father's Day dinner was um, disrupted by another young man that had, he had collapsed and I had to give him CPR. And I said this, and I had this conversation with David Sanderson, the last man to exit the, uh, a plane on the miracle of Hudson, on the Hudson in New York City in 2009. It does not make a difference where someone came from, what their political affiliations uh, are, the neighborhood they live in, or their biases against one human being based on their race, their sexuality, or their per preference of who they love and who they don't love. What really matters is what life matters and what you do right now. We've given you a lot of information, a yes. lot of things to chew on. Some things very serious. There are some things that are light. But we do know that protecting your home and your property and at least identifying, no matter how big or how small the crime is, it's a must. And we, we've heard everyone talk about the village. If you have not followed us, I ask you to share this episode or subscribe to RMK Productions or Talking With WIT, Kevin and Son. Um, and you can reach us at www.rmkproductions or talkingwithkevinandson.com. This episode was brought to you by Sam Gear. Well, let me say that again. This episode was brought to you by Sam Sarah Gear, the fashion that was designed with love. www.samsarahgear.com. There's a promotional quote that will be attached to this. Use the letters the C I C A D A you'll receive 10% off of whatever purchase that you may have following this episode. Also, the owner, Frank Rappaport, will donate another 20% to your heart and, mind trust, heart and body charitable trust, which is a nonprofit benefit to, for people that are recovering from eating disorders. If you have any questions, we appreciate you, and we hope that you will reach back and update us on any uh, events, that may happen in your life, your product life, any new technology that's coming by. I hope that you were comfortable in this interview and you would refer friends and, and family to also participate because we're always looking for, for guests. And please, if you like this, when the episode release, please share it on your social media page to help promote what you're doing because we're all about you. I will tell you that this has been enlightening. And even though that I had much pushback from my community, some representatives in my area educating me on um, conversations on how people can manipulate this, I will also tell you everything about life is about choice. And everything that you choose has an action that follows it. So my grandfather always said, when you get to a position that you can help someone else, he said, it's your duty to do so. So I'll say, reach one teach one. The other thing I, I would also say, find 1000 reasons to be kind to someone. That is my hashtag. I'm fade to black and I'm out. Thank you for this listening to this episode of talking with Kevin and son. Good night.